How's it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for another episode of Hot Takes with CP3. Once again, I'm your host, joined by none other than Ben Gorwitz. It is Thursday after work is over on the East Coast, um, January 20th, which means that tomorrow is officially Wild Card Weekend. I mean, not Wild Card Weekend. It is a second round of the NFL playoffs weekend. Ben, say what's up to the people. Yeah, man, we're excited. We've got a lot of favorites that won in round one, but uh, or wild card round. But uh, looking forward to this next round of NFL playoffs. They they just get better and better and better until the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. The NFL playoffs always get better and better each week. And I mean, we got a hell of a matchup this week. We have arguably the best matchup you can possibly have, which is Kansas City versus Buffalo. I'm glad those two teams are gonna play each other. But we'll get to that matchup a little later. We're going to go in rotation order here, as we always like to do, guys. Let's go ahead and start things off with an early kickoff on Saturday at 430 over on CBS. We're going to have the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Tennessee Titans. Um, Titans are going to be at home in Nashville, Tennessee, Ben's backyard. Titans are currently three and a half point home favorites over under on this one's 47 and a half. Ben, give us the injury report. So good news for the Bengals. Trey Hendrickson. Um just an absolute stud at rushing mm-hmm. at rushing the passer. He was out um, last week. He's back full participant in practice the past uh, two days, Wednesday and Thursday. He will be good to go from the game. He's dealing with a concussion. No other significant names for the Bengals um, that are really on that list. Derek Henry and Julio both have been practicing. Uh, Derek Henry went through contact drills as well. Looks like both of them are going to be playing. Um, so nothing, nothing major in this game other than obviously Derrick Henry coming back, which we've kind of known for, for a couple weeks now in this game. Um, great news for the Titans. This is what they wanted the one seed for was to get the uh, extra week for Derrick Henry and Julio Jones to rest up and they took full advantage of it. Yeah, um, I agree with you completely, Ben. I like the Titans minus three and a half to win this game. Um, I actually haven't placed that bet yet. I don't know if I will. I probably will end up placing it. Honestly, I'm kind of hoping for a three to pop up. In my opinion, there's really no difference between four and three and a half. Um, So I'm going to wait and see if a three pops up. But I like the Titans here. You know, Cincinnati, a lot of people who were at the game said that it was a different type of atmosphere. And it really felt like, you know, like like a weight was lifted off their backs and everything and if you could see the players and everything and just like the reactions I felt like it was a party for all of Cincinnati and that was just like I feel like that was their big win and they're looking to build off it going into next season all the reasons you said that man Tennessee's getting healthy at the right time this team is clicking this team is a nasty defense I think Tennessee comes out here honestly and gets an early lead I looked back at some of Cincinnati's trends throughout the season and it seems like they fall behind early and come back well, I think it's going to be pretty damn tough to do that with Derrick Henry. All the beat writers are saying that he looks like he's ready for his usual 20 carries a game. I'm actually going to go with the over here, though. I think Tennessee yeah. will be able to run the ball down their throats as their defense run defense is not that great on Cincinnati. I think they're going to run the ball and get A.J. Brown. Look, I, I've said, me and Ben both talked about it. We think A.J. Brown's one of the biggest mismatches at wide receiver in the entire NFL. I think he's going to have an absolutely massive day in the air. I look for Tennessee to win this game by a score of, I think this will be the most high scoring game out of the first round or out of the second round. Actually, I think that Tennessee is going to end up winning this game by a final score of like 34 to like 27, something like that. I think Cincinnati might get a garbage time touchdown in there to make it look a little closer than it was. But ultimately I think Tennessee cruises in this one and we cash that over. I'm taking the over as well. I'm actually going to stay off the side. Um, okay. But both, the, both these teams play a decent amount of over games in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, just right around 500 for their games that went over under. So pretty, con- 
pretty consistent with with uh, kind of flip flopping both. But both of these teams uh, have a stronger offense than they do defense. I think the Bengals, like it's you know, uh, they they try to continue to run the football even when they're not successful at it. They still give Joe Mixon his carries. I feel like if they just light it up with Burrow, let him throw the ball fifty times, you know he's capable of it. These receivers, yep. there's plenty of them. That's that would be my strategy. Mixon's also very good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, I just think we see a lot of points in this game. Yeah, I agree with you completely. That's what the other thing I like too about that bet is you know. Joe Burrow could be one of these freak quarterbacks. I mean, him and Herbert, we could look back at it and say that those two guys were the, you know, like that was one of the most stacked draft classes ever. The fact those two guys were in the same draft class together. So, you know, I don't really want to get in the way of that. That's why I like taking the over, but I do lean pretty strongly on Tennessee here and everything. So we'll be pretty fun to watch how this game plays out, whatnot. Um, Next game up here on the slate. Saturday night at 8.15 in Green Bay. So this spread has actually moved. It was at six earlier in the day. Currently, Green Bay now is a five-and-a-half-point home favorite in Lambeau, the cold, wintry conditions up there over the San Francisco 49ers. The total on this game is 47. Ben, I know you got a laundry list of injuries. Read them off for us. Yeah, I mean, this game, I mean, it's both teams both have uh, some key names on the on the injury report. Um, we'll, start with, we'll start with the 49ers. Um, obviously, Jimmy G has – I mean, you can pick an injury that he has. He's almost in Baker Mayfield <laughs> at this point. Um, he's got the thumb injury. He's got the shoulder. Uh, he was a participant in practice yesterday. So that's obviously good news for 49ers fans. Nick Bosa, who's dealing with the concussion, still has not um, graduated or successfully passed the, the concussion protocol yet. Um, obviously, that's not great news considering it's Thursday and uh, on the Wednesday report, he was listed as not not cleared to play. He was limited in practice, um, but I was reading up into it. He basically was doing individual drills on the side. He wasn't uh, going against offensive linemen to do contact. Um, Jordan Willis, linebacker, he had an ankle injury. Um, pretty much all of these guys were limited in practice to some capacity. Nick Bosa, Jordan Willis, uh, Aziz Alshair, or Cher, uh, Dre Greenlaw and Marcel Harris, they were all limited in practice. Um, Boza is expected to clear the protocol by Saturday, but the fact that it's Thursday and he hasn't by now, I would say it's not a great sign. It just makes the window a little bit tighter and they play on Saturday, but he is expected to be fine. The Basically, all these guys are going to be listed as questionable. I think most of them are going to play. Mm-hmm. Um and then, obviously, on the Green Bay side, um, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, he'll be – he's expected to be out. Um, I think they're going to list him as questionable because it's it's the playoffs, and if you can play, you you pretty much, you know, yeah. go through any pain. Aaron Jones should be back. Uh, Jair Alexander um, and Zadarius Smith, both huge players, the number one corner and, and the number one pass rusher. They've missed a lot of time this year. Um, Coach LaFleur says he – is expecting both of them uh, that they're going to be able to go, but they're, they're still monitoring it. So it just, you know, back to is playing. It's just a lot going on. Um, they're all going to be questionable. A lot of them are practicing. The line did move. Um, it went up to six. I don't know. I'm not on it right now. I don't know if it moved back down now that Jimmy G decided he, he can practice, but 
when Jimmy G missed that one practice on Tuesday, the line moved to six. So yeah, it's at five and a half now. Yeah, so it came, I guess, back down a half a point. It's tough. Um, The interception he threw rolling out to the left, he admitted that he didn't have a great grip on the ball with that thumb. I can't imagine it's any easier to grip the ball in one degree weather because I think the high, I think it's supposed to be one degree in Green Bay. Yeah. Um, The thing is with this game is um, the way to beat Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs is the great pass rush. We saw what the Bucs were able to do. Um, I heard a stat that even without Joey Bosa this year, the team still has 33 sacks on the year, which is an impressive stat when you're missing your your top rusher and yeah. one of the top edge rushers in the league. So the 49ers, even if Bosa's not 100%, should be able to get to Rodgers. Um, I just think there's too much firepower on Green Bay. Their offensive line, even though it's been shape-shifting all year with different guys in and out, they've really protected Rodgers well. He's got a lot of time to throw which is also probably leading why he's only has four interceptions on the year. He's pretty much had time, even with the toe injury, um, which he says now it's about 100% until he has the surgery. So I, I just think they have too much. Um, I think even with the pass rush, if it affects the Packers early, I think they'll adjust to it. They have Aaron Jones, great, great uh, screen pass guy. And Alan Lazard and uh, the wide receivers not named Devonta Adams are all great at blocking on the outside when they throw their quick passes. Yeah. I think Rodgers, his mind is so sharp that once he figures out a defense, I think they'll be able to adjust to it in the in the home cold weather that they're more used to. Um, I'm not going to lay the points necessarily with the Packers. I might take the under in this game just because the weather. I know the 49ers like to run the football. Yeah. Green Bay's not great at stopping the run, but they're much better against the pass. I think the under might be my play. If I had to lean towards the side, I'd probably take the 49ers. Um, Shanahan's terrific on the road. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I forget his record on the road, but it's unbelievable as an underdog. I, I My play's just going to be under, though. Okay. And it's weird because the Packers the Packers have this stat. Uh, the Packer, Packers games have gone over in seven straight playoff games which dates back to 2017. So why am I taking an under? It's just because I don't know if the 49ers can really keep up, but I think the defense will give up. I like I, It'll be hard to get into the 30s in this game, I think. Okay, interesting, interesting. I definitely um, don't hate that at all, Ben. Um, for whatever reason, this website is giving me – is says regular season, but it's only giving me the playoff totals. I wanted to get Green Bay's – rush defense where they ranked in the NFL. But I'm going to circle back to one of the last points you made, Ben. Green Bay came out against the Browns in that Christmas Day game, and they knew the Browns could only do one thing in that game when they were underhanded, and that was run the football. And they could not stop them to save their lives. I see a similar thing happening here. I see the 49ers coming out and run the ball over them. Debo Samuel, like Devontae Adams, a beast and all. He's probably better than Debo Samuels, but Debo Samuel is probably the second best player on the field outside of, outside of Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Jeebo Samuel is going to make plays. It doesn't matter who's on him. They'll stick him in the backfield if they have to to get him involved. They will get his hands on the football, and he will have big things to do with it while this game plays out. I think Debo Samuel is going to have a huge game. I actually think San Francisco, regardless of the injuries, I don't think it matters who plays quarterback here for them. 
I can't buy into Green Bay, man. I do need Nick Bosa in order to take the bet here, but I want to hit – I want the 49ers, and I want money line and the spread as well. I'm actually going to wait, though, to see if that uh, – I'm waiting to make sure – to see, if, like, the final – like, I need Bosa in there, and I need to see who's playing quarterback because, I mean, even if Trey Lance plays, I think the 49ers are going to have a chance to win this thing outright, but I think we'll be getting nine points at that point. Look, I'm not impressed with Green Bay's defense at all. I mean, they have, they have playmakers in the secondary, and they seem to get a lot of turnovers. <coughs> Aaron Rodgers always comes up short in the playoffs. Only really one year in his career he hasn't not come up short. He's going to do it somewhere in this playoffs. I don't think it's any different. I'm rocking with the 49ers here to win this one and move on, but it is dependent on the injury report. I, I would say this is the most balanced team he's, he's had. Yeah. Um, typically, like, there's a stat. I forgot what it was. Uh, Rodgers' defense is – in losses in the playoffs, like their average giving up like 35, 36 points. So, I mean, there's not, not many quarterbacks that when your defense gives up that many points, this is one of the better defenses the Packers have had since Rodgers has really been there. But it's also a lot more balanced attack on offense, right? Like they are unbelievable at running the football with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. doesn't matter who's back there. They're both very effective. It's just, I mean, it seems like Devontae – He's just a lock to get seven catches for over 100 yards. No matter the weather, no matter the team, it's like nobody can guard this guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Devontae Adams has been absolutely unstoppable all season long. No doubt about it, he's going to get his. I mean, watching him and Debo go at, go at it on opposite sides, that's going to be a hell of a matchup. You got two of the top ten wide receivers in the league playing here. I mean, Devontae Adams – between one and two, I mean, for the top guy. I mean, I was talking to somebody today. It's between him and D-Hop for the best receiver in the league. I mean, Adam's a better route runner. D-Hop's a better go-get-it guy. You really can't go wrong with either one. But, yeah, I mean, it's this is going to be a hell of a game, man. I'm excited to watch that one in prime time on Saturday night. Let's flip things over, though, to Sunday. Sunday, we'll start things out at 3 p.m. This is where my strongest bet of the entire week lies. We have the L.A. Rams taking on Tampa Buccaneers down in Tampa. The total on this game is at 48. Um, Tampa Bay is a two and a half point favorite. Ben, give us our injury report. Let me, after you give us the injury report, let me, uh, let me get my handicap and then you go with yours. Yeah. Um, unfortunately there's not many updates on the Bucks as of right now. Um, specifically the two offensive linemen, Jensen and, uh, works mm-hmm. both, both are just going to be listed as questionable for the game. Bruce Arians came out and said, I think like Monday or Tuesday, he does think they both will be able to go but they haven't practiced much. Not that they need to practice necessarily at this point of the year. They've both been starters for multiple seasons, but there's just not much information. Um, I mean, the Bucs just literally, they're not releasing anything. Leonard Fournette was limited in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giovanni Bernard was limited. Uh, was actually, he was actually a full participant in practice. Obviously we know Godwin's out and AB is not on the team anymore. It's just, it, you know, we talked about it, or I, you know, I brought it up how the, the Bucks offense was going to kind of shape shift a little bit. You're going to lean on Mike Evans to do more, but it's really the tight ends. And I mean, the tight ends had a gronk. Anytime you're in the red zone, you better find 87 because he's getting, he's getting the ball. And for some reason, the Eagles left him wide open. And when Brady turned around, there wasn't a defender within 10 feet of gronk. So you just got to stop the tight ends. I, you're not going to stop Mike Evans one-on-one. You're just going to have to make one of the other receivers beat you when you're playing the box. And obviously Jalen Ramsey, has he been following receivers? Or is he stick on one side? He does both, but mostly, both. I mean, it really I depends. Met, 
I would imagine he's all over Mike Evans for most of this game. And so obviously that puts a little bit more pressure on the Bucks receivers. We saw Brady get really frustrated against the Eagles with some of his receivers. You had Johnson who just decided to stop running routes twice. Brady was yelling at him. Uh, they'll correct that stuff in practice. I trust Brady. I'm going to take the over in this game. Um, if I had to pick a side, I'd take the Rams, but I don't really like betting against Tom Brady, especially in this round. He is only, I think he's 19 and two in this round in his career or something like that. Um, I'm just going to take the over. I, I, the Bucks defense, uh, other than their pass rush, which the Rams offensive line, I mean, I need Wentworth to get healthier than he is, but the Rams offensive line, I think, can protect Stafford enough. The balance attack that they have going right now, I know you can't really run on the Bucks, but Cam Akers is running the football hard. Him and Michelle, I think, will be able to run more than the Eagles did on the Bucks, and it opens up the play-action game for Stafford. Odell's on fire right now. I just think we can see a lot of points. Uh, the Bucks can score on just about anyone, even though their offense is a little depleted. Yeah, I'm going with the Rams here to win this one. Max bet Rams plus two and a half. I'm actually going to wait and see if three pops up. If not, I'll lock this thing on it too. Look, I think Brady and company is not going to be able to handle this. Regardless if Tristan Wirfs plays, it doesn't matter to me here. Tristan Wirfs looked very compromised. He was limping off the field twice. They had to stop the game for him. I don't think Tristan Wirfs is going to be able to hang around in this one. I think they're going to destroy him and blow them up up front. Ryan Jansen is probably going to play, but I think he's playing compromise as well. The Rams can get pressure by only bringing four, which is extremely scary. You I mean you have two defensive player of the year MVP level guys with Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller bringing that blitz, not to mention Leonard Floyd. That's something I don't want to see any of if I'm them. On the flip side of things, like you said, the Jalen Ramsey on Mike Evans action, Jalen Ramsey is going to be able to put him in a coffin, hopefully. But, I mean, on the flip side of things, man, I think this think this Rams offense is rolling a little bit here, to be honest with you. I think both these teams are trending downwards. But I just like the way the Rams played last week. You know, they really took it to Arizona. And I think this Rams offense is going to be able to take it to the Buccaneers once again. And I think that they're getting Odell more involved, which makes it more scary. And like you mentioned too, man, Cam Akers back. He looks like a beast out there. Cam Akers just as much of a, much of a uh, X factor in the passing game as he is on the ground. You know, I think they'll run the ball some, but I really think they're going to pass the ball a lot. Also too, another thing I forgot to mention is the Rams are the fourth best team in the NFL at taking away the tight end from you. All that to me, it says Rams take them to smack city. I think it gets ugly for Brady and company. I think this will look like one of those saints games where they, or they, they can't get anything going on offense. I mean, the big thing is the more you throw it, the more you're susceptible to a Stafford. Yeah. Um, you know, Stafford turnover machine mm-hmm. kind of game. Because, you know, both quarterbacks throw the ball 40-something times. Which quarterback do you believe in more? The answer is always Brady. So, listen, Stafford's looked good. He's made better decisions. But I think he's made better decisions because they're able to run the football. If they can't run the football at all on the Bucks, you know, it, it puts Stafford in a situation where we've seen him before throw a lot of interceptions. I just think, like, Cooper Cup, I mean, he was for, – for what he looked like all season, he was kind of underperforming in their last game. But Odell is just shining through the roof. I mean, this guy in the red zone, if you're playing him one-on-one, they're going to throw a fade or a slant to him. I don't know if you can stop it. I, I, his feet are just unbelievable when it comes to the red zone. They're really balanced right now, but they got to stay balanced. They they got to run the football with Cam Akers and Michelle. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Cam Akers and Michelle have to have a big game just like last week. Plus two, you know, I think another thing that favors the Rams a little bit is they pretty much quit playing that game mid-third quarter. I mean, that game was over. So I think that is another little thing they have playing to their advantage here. Last game up on the slate, we have 
the Buffalo Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. Possibly the best matchup of the year, a rematch of what we had earlier. Um, we have a total of 54 in this game. Kansas City's a one-and-a-half-point home favorite. Ben, there's nobody noteworthy on the injury report, correct? Um, not really. I mean, Edward Delaire was a full participant. Tyreek Hill was a full participant. Um, Williams did not, but McKinnon's been so good. The only news coming at it today was one of the starting linebackers for the Chiefs, uh, Willie Gay. I saw that. Um, he was arrested. So I don't know his play status. It doesn't sound like it was like a, a serious, serious charge. He broke a vacuum and got charged with demol- with uh, destroying people's property. Like whoever called the cops on him ought to be smacked across the face for his, that. I think it was his wife or ex-wife or girlfriend or something. Yeah, she can keep. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what that charge means for his status. I would just, I mean, he's a starting linebacker on the team. He's playing a lot better. He actually didn't play in the first matchup earlier in the year. Um, so I mean, let's, he's a difference maker. Yeah, for sure. I mean, let's put it this way: Ray Lewis killed a man before the Super Bowl and was still able to play. I think he'll probably be out there, considering <laughs> the fact he only broke a bat. Yeah, allegedly, considering the fact he only broke a vacuum. He was never charged. Exactly. Anyway, but for the Bills. I mean, there's. I don't think the Bills have anyone on the anyone on the um, on the injury report. Okay, um, I have a strong play in this game, and unfortunately, it's not on a side. I'm actually going under the total here, and the reason why I like the under, you might say, Thomas, what the hell are you thinking? Both these teams put up 35 plus each. So, in the last 21 years, no two teams have scored 40 plus in a playoff game when they've matched up, which both these teams just did. But when two teams have scored over 35 points each, then they play each other the following round. The over-under is 2-13 and 13 to the under. So that's 87% of the time those games have gone under. And I think the same thing will happen here. You already know the Bills are not going to let Kansas City get big plays. We see every single team play the same defense. Kansas City is going to ground and pound the ball and take the conservative throws underneath. On the flip side of things, shit's not going to be easy for the Bills. They can't really run the football that well. I think Kansas City forced them to their weaknesses, and I think we'll see Melvin Gordon, Christian Jones, and company get after the quarterback in this game. I think this is going to be one hell of a game, and Ben, on Monday, we're probably going to have to have our who would you rather have for the next 10 years, Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes talk, but we'll save that for Monday. I think this game goes under the total on the side part of this. I'm not going to play a side, but I'm going to take Kansas City to win this game. I think Kansas City's the better team. I think they're more the complete team. The last thing I would ever want to do is play against Patrick Mahomes in a playoff game in his house. I think that he definitely took it personally what happened when they played each other earlier in the season and they got blown out. I mean, the Bills acted like they had just won the Super Bowl by beating him. I don't think anybody in that team didn't forget how they got embarrassed on national television. Uh, revenge game, Kansas City gets right and whoops their ass in this one. I have Kansas City winning this one. I think they're going to win this one like 30-17. to 17. Yeah, man, I'm actually going to take two plays in this game. It's okay. both the ones that you said. I'm going to take Chiefs' Let's money go. line. I'm going to take Chiefs' money line in the under. Um, I didn't know about that stat about the under, but 80, 80 whatever percent that you said, I'll, I'll take that trend. So, <laughs> yeah. listen, but you can't let both of these quarterbacks get out of the pocket. You no. have to keep them in the pocket. Um, it, it's less about having a, a pass rush to get a sack. It's more about containing them. So we'll see. We'll see which defensive front does it better. Both, sec- uh, both secondaries, I, I think, are playing pretty good football i mean it's obviously really really hard uh to keep up with 
you know, Tyreek Hill, Nicole Hardman, yeah. Kelsey, and and uh, Pringle. Oh, Pringle's been unbelievable for them. But if anyone can do it, it is this Chiefs secondary. They have two. I think they have the best tandem safeties in the league. Um, I, I cannot believe Jordan Poirier was not a, a Pro Bowler this year. He was all. all he was pro, like first or second team All Pro, right? Yeah, first or second team All Pro, but he's not a Pro Bowler. I, I don't know. The joke. joke. Um, it's a joke. But, yeah, A.J. Terrell, same the, thing. Second team All-Pro, no Pearl Bowl. Yeah. I mean, Spagnuolo really turned around the Chiefs defense from the beginning of the year to even like the midpoint year they were playing much better. You know what? It seems like like Tyron Matthew, I remember he came out and said like, you know, it's unacceptable the way we're playing. Like mm-hmm. that man, he's, for as many character issues, issues that he had coming into the NFL, he's been one of the greatest leaders on a defense that I've seen in the NFL. All he does is make plays. It's un- all the, I mean, he did it at LSU, uh, and he's done it since he's been in the NFL when he's gotten real chances. So I, I trust both of these defenses. Um, those stats that you gave for the under, that's why I'm taking the under. But uh, I-, I just think the Chiefs win this game at home, so I'm going to take the money line. Yeah, I saw his stats. I was like, man, there's no way I can pass up this under, and it makes a lot of sense to me as well. You already know it. And the money line's there. not even – it's not even like that juice. It's like 125 or something. Yeah, I really think the side's tough to pick in this game. You know, both offenses are kind of rolling, and both, I mean, you have the two best quarterbacks in the league probably that aren't Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady playing against each other. So, I mean, it's one hell of a matchup any way you look at it. Um, The last thing I kind of want to say about this game is I want to go back to what I've said, Ben, in the past when we talked about Kansas City losing these games. I really think Kansas City said – to Buffalo, that's cool. Y'all can embarrass us right now in the regular season, but we'll see y'all in the playoffs, and it'll be a different story here when we see y'all in the playoffs. I'm sticking with that theory on Kansas City, and that's why I think Kansas City is going to win this game. Listen, you want to you want to uh, keep the crown in the AFC? You got to go through teams like this, and you get them at home. Can't lose these games at home when you're Mahomes. Unfortunately for him, he just gets looked at differently, and. Uh, I think that conversation, if if the Bills do win this game in Arrowhead, the conversation between Allen and Mahomes, it's really going to heat up on Monday if, if the Bills win this game. I don't think Mahomes wants to hear all that. The $500 billion baby that the NFL has. Exactly. Mahomes doesn't want to hear any of that. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a matchup. I can't wait for the conversations we're going to have about this game on Monday. Um, a couple a couple props um, to the Chiefs game. Okay. Travis, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey's averaging uh or i think in the last four playoff games mm-hmm. uh his props gone over every single time and it hasn't even been close his props like typically like under 100 receiving guards he goes over 100 receiving yards every time obviously with the bills they actually have linebackers who are pretty good at covering yeah uh and, and safeties who are, who are good at blitzing and covering it's a tougher matchup typically the bigger the game the more travis travis kelsey shines and then I would always look at McKinnon. They have this guy involved so much. The only thing I would be worried about is it sounds like Edward Delaire will play. So where does McKinnon's production? It probably goes down a little bit. But, I mean, this kid's been so good. I don't know how the Chiefs don't keep him on the field. Yeah, I agree with you completely, man. I mean, shit. Hey, let's have a great weekend, guys, watching these games. Can't wait to watch them. Ben, anything else before we get out of here? That'll be all. Should be a good weekend. Yeah, anyway, guys, we appreciate everyone who tuned in and listened to us talk some football today. Um, If you're gambling on these games, please bet responsibly, and we'll talk to you all again soon.